Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's start with, uh, I started the baseball yesterday, so let's start there again today, and I'm going to do it with the Mets, who did get good news with Verlander's performance, first start of the year against his old team, and Justin today went five innings, gave up a couple of solo home runs in the first inning, uh, you know, he threw 78 pitches, he left losing or trailing 2 nothing uh, through five, uh, he only walked one, he struck out five, I didn't see enough of it to get a sense of uh, velocity and everything else. But for a first start, uh, you know, after he missed a month of the season based on uh, the issues that he had with his arm, the muscle strain, which is a very slight one, it still took him a while to get back. He had a couple of rehab starts, which I'm sure he didn't love, but uh, he went back on the hill today. And I guess for a first start, it was certainly okay. Uh, he did not pitch great last year at the end of the year. Despite the fact he won the Cy Young Award, he was not great middle of September on. Very average in the postseason, as we know. Um, the Mets turned around and gave him 40-something million a year, uh, and obviously the Astros did not match that, uh, and the Mets uh, after losing DeGrom needed to do something as far as their rotation was concerned, because they could not go into 2023 and now team with just a one ace, and that ace has been bad in the postseason last two, three years, so they had to try to do something else, and they got Verlander as uh, basic, you know, uh, you know, sort of a parachute, uh, sort of, uh, you know, a little background, a sort of a little, you know, uh, just a little bit uh, of of a, you know, of uh, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Protection. uh, If, in fact, they had to lose the ground, they needed the big pitcher. So they figured they'd bring Verlander in here and keep their fingers crossed that he uh, still has something left as far as that right arm is concerned. The ground, of course, has been on a DL. He's missed a start. Now he's on the IL right now. So, I mean, you can make an argument and I'm not going to kill the Mets about not giving the ground five years, $185 million. I wouldn't have done that either. He already can't answer the bell in early May with inflammation after he had a wrist issue that had his start delayed a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, listen, Texas had money to burn. The Mets were going to be a little more prudent with their expenditures, and they bring Verlander in. And the Mets right now are in some trouble. Uh, You know, big picture Mets, and let's start with them today. Big picture Mets is the idea that they are going to try to win a championship with very old starting pitching. I mean, that is a very dicey scenario. It didn't work for them last year because obviously they collapsed in the month of September late specifically. Bad weekend in Atlanta where Scherzer and DeGrom both were poor. Scherzer got destroyed against San Diego in the first game of the wild card round where he got booed off the mound uh, badly uh, at City Field. Uh, and then the Mets you know, are basically going to double down with the same approach this year. They're going to try to do it this year without Diaz who is not there to close after he was the best closer in the sport in 2022. And, of course, with the uh, injury that he had in the World Baseball Classic with the tendon tear in his kneecap, you know, he's gone for the year, which means that the Mets are depleted going in to begin with, throwing the fact that, uh, you know, Scherzer, you know, A, gets suspended, A, B, he's 
40 or 38, whatever he is. He's in the upper 30s at least. And, you know, velocity not great yesterday. Gave up more home runs uh, in after a 10-day layoff and was not good. And, of course, uh, last year he only pitched 145 innings uh, in the middle of the summer as it was and had nothing left in in October. And, you know, this year, who knows? I mean, and the Mets are going to need him right now because, obviously, they had six back of the Braves if they lose this game this afternoon. They're down in the eighth inning, 2 nothing. Uh, if they lose this game this afternoon, that would give them uh, six games behind Atlanta. Atlanta usually plays great early, in, uh, late in the year, not early in the year, and already they're off to a wonderful start. So, And the Braves have much better pitching than the Mets do, top to bottom. So the Mets are right now a little crisis scenario for them. Uh, I, again, a little light at the end of the tunnel today with Verlander. They needed him in a worse way, and he did a decent job, give you some optimism, but Scherzer, you're worried about. You know, Senga hasn't been great by any stretch of the imagination, getting accustomed to the different ball, getting accustomed to the, you know, fifth day in the rotation instead of once a week. He's really only gone five innings. He's walked a million guys. He's got that great fork ball, but I mean, you know, he hasn't been superb by any stretch of the imagination, and the rest of the starting rotation, you know, Quintana and everybody else, Peterson down in the minor leagues, is so-so at best. This is after they lost to Grom, Bassett, and, of course, uh, Taiwan Walker to uh, free agency last year. The Mets do not have a great offense. I mean, you know, their offense, Alonzo's very, very good. He doesn't hit great pitching, but he's very, very good. 11 home runs. He's a dynamic. He's going to knock in 135 runs by accident. Lindor has been a pretty good Met for his two and a half years. He's good again this year. Uh, You know, Marte is a good player, but they don't have a great offensive team. Kana is sort of a fourth outfielder. You know, Nimmo's a pretty good player. I don't know if he's 162 million worth good, but he's a pretty decent player. Escobar at third base. They got Beatty there, and Beatty's going to be a good player. As uh, Todd Zeal said last night, reminds a lot of Met fans of John Olerud, who Zeal did play with. And uh, from that perspective, you know, lanky left-hand hitter, and uh, there's something to it. Beatty had a home run against the lefty the other day. Uh, so maybe they get a little something there. But the Mets do not have a great offensive team. Not bad, but it's not great. You know, I mean, Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil, Kana, Marte, maybe Beatty, uh, Alvarez behind a plate if he can show that he can hit Major League pitching, and you know, Thomas Nito. I mean, they do not have big-time uh, starting. Uh, uh, they don't get a big-time. Well, they got big-time pitching if Scherzer and Verlander are good. They don't have a big-time offense, which is a problem as well. Uh, now, listen, the owner has been patient. His quotes uh, in the spring said, you know what? All I can do is put the team together. If somebody has an off year or if somebody gets hurt, I really can't control that and I'm not going to go crazy. Very un-Steinbrenner like with his comments. He didn't go crazy last year after they fell apart. Now, he may have directed Showalter on the field to question Joe Musgrove with the stickum in game three at 7 nothing in the seventh inning, which may have not been a good look and that may have been Cohen from his owner's box calling down to the dugout, hey, get out there, Buck, and do something. And that I don't like. But overall, at least from a public perspective, he hasn't done a whole hell of a lot off the field saying things a la Steinbrenner. And he certainly spends the money like Steinbrenner. And he hasn't been crazy from a standpoint of yelling and screaming. So you do like that. Maybe a little more patient. I actually had somebody uh, the other day, I ran into at a restaurant who claims that uh, growing, he worked with, um, with Cohen. And he says, and knows him. And he says, Cohen's really a Yankee fan, not a Met fan. 
which I was shocked. Uh, you know, he's come comes across, you know, as one of those guys who was there in the early 70s and mid-70s with Steve Henderson, Pat Zachary, and Doug Flynn. I mean, yet, and maybe he was a Yankee fan. Who knows if that is accurate. But the bottom line is, off the, you know, uh, the, away from the diamond, he hasn't been, at least publicly, who knows, who knows what he's doing privately, as uh, Alfred mentioned him getting on uh, Buck to go downstairs and yell at the umpires with Musgrove, get him checked out. I, I can't, I, that's this very unbuck-like thing for him to do without being told to do it by somebody upstairs. But regardless, I mean, he, at least publicly, he hasn't lowered the boom on the Mets and he hasn't screamed and yelled, but they haven't played well. Uh, bottom line is the Mets, and they got off to a decent start. You know, they, you know, uh, uh, they, they, were, they were not terrible in Miami. They had a bad series in Milwaukee, understand that. But their first part of their road trip, the long one with Oakland and the Dodgers is pretty good. But other than that, they really haven't, you know, they haven't done much. Uh, they did beat San Diego two out of three, but lose this game today, and they are now in the ninth at three nothing, uh, 2 nothing. Lose this game today, they would have lost 9 of 11 and back to 500. Yesterday, they got swept in the doubleheader for the first time in 20. So, I mean, they don't usually sweep doubleheaders. The Mets usually sweep them. Uh, worst split, they're good in doubleheaders. Like opening day, the Mets are good in that. But, you know, bad doubleheader header yesterday. You get swept by the Tigers, that's a bad sign. Whether it's a doubleheader or a three-game series, and they are nine strikes and three outs away of having that happen right now, and here comes Daniel Vogelbach, and I've had a million Met fans tell me I've seen enough of him to last a lifetime. Uh, so, from that you know, the Mets just, you know, to me, they're lacking a couple of hitters offensively. I don't like their DH. Tommy Pham and him as a DH, I don't love. I don't love the third base situation right now. I don't love their catching situation right now. Uh, they can use. I don't like Kana starting in left field every day. He's a fourth outfielder on a good team. Uh, you know, I still think they're a little lacking from an offensive perspective, which we did see last year late in the year, whether it's against Atlanta or San Diego. So issues for the Mets. And the other team, of course, there's issues for St. Louis. We talked a little bit about it yesterday with Steve. Uh, they are getting bombarded today, 11-5. This is after they lost the game in the ninth inning last night with home runs as the Angels bounce back and beat St. Louis at Bush with a ninth inning uprising and losing again today. And today they're getting hammered. Flaherty started and gotten killed. And the Cardinals going into today's game was ten, were 10 and 21. They lose today. That's 10 and 22. That's their worst start since 96. And in 96, they had La Russa as their manager. They ended up winning 88 games before the Braves picked them off down 3-1 in the NLCS. Uh, but the Cardinals right now, they're lucky they're in a bad division. Pirates are going to get swept in Tampa. Milwaukee hasn't played great as of late. Lost six of ten. Cubs just got swept in Washington. The Reds are the Reds, so uh, it's not like they've been buried. If they were in the American League East, I mean, think about it. If they lose this game today, and they're in the American League East, they would be four. Hold on now. They got twenty-two losses in the. Well, they'd be sixteen out in the loss column. Think about that. If they were, even if they were in the uh, National League East, they'd be 12 out. If they were in the American League East with Tampa winning again today and making them 26 and 6, they would be 16 games behind in the loss column. Wow. On May 4th. And I don't love the manager. I don't love the GM. I really don't. 
manager, you know, just got himself started and I uh, didn't like how he handled a couple things in the postseason. I didn't like a couple of his moves. I certainly didn't like, didn't like the way he, you know, singled out Tyler O'Neill running the bases. I'm out of love with him. And, you know, Mazalak sending that, uh, uh, the kid down after he got hits in his first 12 at bats, 12 games, and then sending him back to the minor leagues. And of course, Matt's and everything else, big contract to him. I'm out in love. So from that standpoint, the Cardinals are a mess too. Cardinals and Mets uh, in the NL. Problems right out of the gate as we begin. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.